Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexington Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com. You know what this week is? It is Governor's Cup Week, Kentucky and Louisville football, Saturday night at Cardinals Stadium, the Wildcats against the Cardinals. We didn't get this game last year, so we're happy to have it back. The pandemic uh, scrapped the game a year ago, but this year we're back. The game, as I mentioned, is on ESPN2, 7.30 start on Saturday night. To break down the game, I talked to... Cameron Teague, who covers Louisville football for the Courier-Journal. And to break down Kentucky, I talked to Josh Moore of the Lexington Herald-Leader and Kentucky.com. Before we get to that, I want to remind you, you can get a Sports Pass, sports-only digital subscription to Kentucky.com. It's $30 for the first year. You get Ben Roberts on UK basketball recruiting, Jerry Tipton on UK basketball, Josh on UK football, columns by Mark Story and myself. You get all of our high school coverage with Jared Peck. It's $30 for the first year. Go to my Twitter feed. You can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. At the top of the feed, you'll see a pinned tweet about the Sports Pass digital subscription. Click on that. It'll take you where you need to go. Or just go to Kentucky.com. Hit on the subscription tab and check out all the offers for subscriptions to Kentucky.com. We appreciate everybody who supports our work at the Lexington Aero Leader and Kentucky.com. Okay, so now that we've got that out of the way, let's get right to my discussions first with Cameron Teague of the Courier-Journal talking about the Louisville Cardinals, and then Josh Moore of the Herald-Leader and Kentucky.com talking about the Wildcats. Okay, my guest now on the podcast is Cameron Teague, who covers Louisville football for the Courier-Journal. How are you doing, Cameron? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Kentucky and Louisville, Saturday night, 730 under the lights there at Cardinals Stadium, the Governor's Cup after no Governor's Cup last year. Uh, Cameron, what about the Slovel football team? What about the season? I mean, looking at them from down the road, I mean, they look like they've lost lost a close game to Wake Forest, lost a close game to Virginia, had a chance to beat Clemson at the end. I mean, this team could be 9-2 and two or 8-3 and three right now. What, what about the Slovel football season? Yeah, yeah. It seemed kind of weird. I think after the Clemson season, we added it all up. They are, I think, just under a minute and – 10 points away from being ACC champs um, and playing an ACC championship game. It's unbelievable. I mean, you have a three-point loss to the best team in the ACC in Wake Forest. You have Clemson on the ropes, um, first and goal from the two to win the game. Um, And then you're up 17 against Virginia, and you you blow that game late. So, I mean, those are three games. Louisville, if if they had back, this would be a completely different conversation. uh, That I mean, they'd be playing for a New Year's Day, New Year's Bowl. Um, this weekend. So 
Um, they've been up and down at times. They look every bit as like an elite team in the ACC. And then there's times where you really see how young they are and how many freshmen they're playing on the field. Um, and they, and they just aren't there. So they, they've lost close games because they played poorly in the fourth quarter. Um, but the last few games, um, Duke, a very, very bad Duke team. And then a Syracuse team that may go bowling. Um, they, they've had two very good games the, the last few weeks. Yeah. So, okay, let's start. Talk, let's talk about the offense. And if you talk about the offense, I assume you have to talk about Malik Cunningham. Just a yeah. tremendous year he's had this year. Just an unbelievable game against Duke. I know Duke is not much defensively, but still to have that type of game. Uh, were people expecting this kind of season out, out of uh, Cunningham? I think you – we're hoping he'd be better than he was last year. Last year, he had the turnover problems, and it was, came out of nowhere because he never, I mean, his entire football career ever had turnover issues. And this year, he's completely put those to bed, and you see kind of what happens when he takes care of the ball. I, I mean, he's four touchdowns away from being the eighth 2020 player in college football history, and it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, so I, everything starts with him, his legs, his arm. If, if he's comfortable, he's hard to stop. Um, and then and then you have the offensive line, which I think is the best offensive line they've had since Sadaf has been here. Um, and when when he, when they're protecting the league well and open up running lanes, uh, the offense usually uh, has a pretty good day. We'll talk about the other guys on the offense. Uh, you know, the running backs. I know Mitchell uh, in particular, and they've got some speedy wide receivers. I'm watching them this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jalen Mitchell and Trevion Cooley are the two main running backs. Um, Jalen Mitchell is a COVID freshman. Technically, in his second year, Trayvon Cooley's a true freshman. He was the star of their recruiting class last year. He's been um, electric this season. Um, catch the ball out of the backfield really well. Can run pretty well as well. So uh, those would be the two main running backs. On the outside, Tyler Harrell, um, he might be the best player in college football. Um, I mean, I think he, they timed him at a 4-1-9, 40-yard dash over the summer. Wow. Um, he, when he gets straight-line speed, I mean, it's, it's tough to slow down. Um, Kentucky usually does a pretty good job, from what I understand, of keeping – teams in front of them and not giving up a ton of plays over the top. So it'd be interesting to see how, how much of an impact he has. But other than him, you have Justin Marshall, who's a pretty consistent possession receiver for them. Jordan Watkins, who was a UK commit before he flipped to Louisville. Um, and then um, really good freshman uh, has stepped up since Braden Smith got hurt. And um, Amari Huggins-Bruce, he's been really good in the slot, catches the ball well, has pretty good speed, um, and is able to uh, kind of break some tackles as well. So they, they have a very balanced receiving core. They don't have one just like that guy like they had with Tutu and Dez or like Kentucky has it with Wandell, that they have a group that they get the ball to a lot of different guys a lot of different ways. And what about the tight end, Marshawn Ford? Oh, yeah, yeah. Marshawn, I don't think he gets enough love um, nationally and definitely not in the ACC. I think he's one of the best tight ends in the ACC. Blocks well, catches the ball well, has made some incredible catches this year. Um, I, I think he's – he's uh, I mean, he's, he's Malik Cunningham's safety blanket when he needs a play – he looks usually looks at Marshawn Ford or Jordan Watkins, and, and they usually make the play for him. Okay, we'll flip over to the other side of the ball defensively. I know that has been a problem for them uh, in the past couple of years. It, it looks like they've improved some this year. What, what about yeah. Louisville defensively? Yeah, it's funny, and I was just writing a story about this. I mean, you look at 2019 game when they gave up like a record amount of rushing yards. I think it was 517 yards. That's not going to be their steer defense. The one thing they do really, really well is they stop the run. I think they gave up 35 to Virginia, 45 to NC State, who has a really good running game, um, and limited Syracuse running back, who's the best, one of the best running backs in the country under 100 yards. So um, 
that that's what they do really well. Um, now they're missing some guys. Their star linebacker, Monty Montgomery, has been out the whole year, and their star corner, uh, Trey Clark, has been out three or four weeks um, as well. So they're missing some guys on the back end, but they do, they've done a good job of adapting with guys out and kind of changing their game plan uh, week to week. Um, but the one, yeah, one thing they do this really well this year that they haven't done in the past is tackle well and and stop the run. Who are some guys to watch Saturday on the Louisville defense? Yeah, yeah, C.J. Avery, obviously, he, he's the big one, the, the captain at, at inside linebacker. Um, Greedy Vance, um, a young, young corner, um, COVID, another COVID freshman. He He's going to be a star. I, re, I really think so. I think he's going to be really good. He's going to get a test uh, this week with Wondell. Um, but I think they'll kind of move people around to kind of blanket him instead of just putting one person on him. Um, uh, Quintero Cole and Ken Duncan have made for a really, really good safety safety pair. Um, and then up front, um, Ashton Jalot's a freshman. Um, he stood out. Right? I think he's been their best defensive lineman consistently all season. Um, so th- those are kind of the, what I think, four or five main guys to watch for um, on, on the defensive side. You keep mentioning when you're talking about guys to watch a lot of freshmen, COVID yeah. freshmen, true freshmen. So this is a young team, right? Yeah, I mean, outside, I mean, you're looking at, I mean, they're starting to have two freshmen and running back, a freshman at um, receiver in Huggins Bruce. Jordan Watkins is a COVID, uh, I think Jordan Watkins is a sophomore. Um, Tyler Harrell, um, not necessarily a freshman, but this is his first time playing. Um, we got two new safeties, a freshman at corner. They have two freshmen at inside linebacker. I mean, they're just, there's freshmen everywhere. I think they started a freshman at outside linebacker against Duke. Um, I think at one point they had three freshmen on the defensive line against Duke in, on, on a play like there's freshmen all over the field. And I think that's what should give Louisville fans excitement going forward, um, that they're playing well, they're bowl eligible um, with a bunch of freshmen. Um, but when you have a bunch of freshmen on your team, you you, it, you have some rough times as well, and they, they've had that this year. Yeah, I, I want to ask you about, about the future here in a second, but what about the kicking game for Louisville? How's it been this year? Yeah, yeah. James Turner uh, is, is their kicker. He, he was really good last year. He's been a little off this, this year. Um, not as consistent as he was a season ago, but still a very, very reliable kicker. Louisville uh, trusts him with everything. Um, punter Mark Bissett is the guy from Australia, new punter. He's been hit or miss sometimes this year, um, but um, Louisville hasn't needed him a ton. Um, and then although he, they need him against as he stayed, and they really didn't get a lot out of him in that game. Um, and then um, Brock Travelstead does the kickoffs. Um, he's kind of like their backup kicker and, and holder as well. Yeah, when you talk about the future of the program and so many young players, I know Scott Satterfield, people weren't real thrilled with the, he kind of, with his little dalliance or whatever you want to call it with South Carolina uh, at the end of last year. What, what is the fan base? What's their uh, feelings about uh, Satterfield uh, this year? I mean, they're, as you mentioned, they're going to go to a bowl game. They're sitting yeah. six and five. They got a lot of young players. What, what does the fan base feel about the program right now? Yeah, I, I think it, it's week to week. <laughs> to be honest with you, it's definitely week to week. What have you done um, for me lately, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, after the old Miss loss, it was like fire everybody, fire Satterfield, fire Vince Tyree, fire everybody. Um, <laughs> after they beat UCF to go two and two, or I think they were two and one at that point, um, the fans are like, okay, hold on, we might have something here. <laughs> and then and then you blow the lead to to Virginia. They're they're like, oh no, nope, fire everybody. We want them all gone. So it's 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 very much week to week. I think right now. Louisville's bowl eligible. I mean, you have a chance to get to seven wins, whether it's against Kentucky or in the bowl game. I think people understand that there, this, this, there's progress to be made, and and they're making it right now. Um, but 
football fans aren't patient. Like they don't want to, they don't want to sit around and wait for years. So um, there's going to be a, t- a time, a time limit on this, but I, I think fans right now, after the last two games, they're, they're okay. I think now if you beat Kentucky, nothing else beginning of this year matters. You beat Kentucky, you're at seven wins going into a bowl. I think fans will be like, okay, okay, I'm all, I'm all on board right now. So what does Louisville have to do on Saturday to beat Kentucky? Yeah, I, I think for me, I, I think it starts in the trenches. I think both Louisville and Kentucky have really good offensive lines. I think that's where the key, the strength of their offense is. Um, I, I think Louisville, one, has to stop the run. They can't let Chris Rodriguez and get, get going. Um, I think you put Will Levis in position, similar to what they did against Syracuse. You put him in a position where he has to beat you, um, and hopefully he throws you one or two um, because he he's thrown some interceptions this year. So, right. um, and on all the offensive end, it's also the run game. I think you have to establish Trevion Cooley and Jalen Mitchell um, because that will open up the play action game, which Louisville loves so much. So, um, for me, it's it's the run game. If if you can if you can contain Rodriguez and then uh, establish your game and can take uh, control the pace of the game yourself. I think you're, you're in a good spot to, to win the game. Both these teams are coming off uh, wins uh, where the offenses, you know, really showed out in those games. You did not have the game. We did not have the game last year. This game is under the lights. Uh, Kentucky people are saying they're expecting a very rowdy crowd Saturday night at Cardinal stadium. Are you expecting the same? Yeah. Yeah. I, from what I was told, it's, it's, I think they were six, 7,000 away from a sellout. I, I expect it to be pretty Saturday night. I mean, especially after the last two wins for Louisville, I think there's a lot of optimism. They can come in here and win the game. Um, and I, I think Louisville fans, they remember the 2019 game and I think they want something to be happy and cheer about. So, um, yeah, I, I think anybody expecting a rockets crowd is, is right. It's, it's going to be nuts in Cardinal Stadium Saturday night. Well, it should be fun. It should be a lot of fun, especially after not having the game uh, last year. Uh, right, Cameron. Tell tell the listeners where they can follow you on Twitter and check you out. Check you online leading up to the game and during and after the game. Yeah, yeah. Twitter is at cj underscore teague. Uh, my last name, um, and then uh, obviously all my all my stuff, all the stories and everything on the Courier Journal's website. Um, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. I think it'll be a fun fun Saturday night. I know they're competitors up the road, but the CJ does a great job covering uh, Louisville and Kentucky. So Cameron does great work. Be sure and check out all of his coverage leading up to the game. And Cameron, we really appreciate you being on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, John. Okay, thanks to Cameron Teague of the Career Journal. Be sure and check out his work online and on Twitter. And next up, we'll have Josh Moore of their leader in Kentucky.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Okay, my guest now on the podcast is Josh Moore, UK football beat writer for the Herald Leader at Kentucky.com, friend of the pod. How's it going, Josh? It's going great. Great, John. I literally just filed my last story of the uh, well, not uh, for the week, but for ahead of the game, it is. And, uh, okay. you know, getting ready That's for Thanksgiving and this big robbery game and all the good stuff. So, some high school football, even, you know. So, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. But we're mainly concerned for this podcast on the Kentucky Louisville football game on Saturday, the Governor's Cup, uh, 7 30 ESPN2. Uh, we've had a, ch- we had a chance to talk to Mark Stoops on Monday. We talked to, uh, Liam Cohen and Brad White on Tuesday and a couple of the players, Will Levis and Josh Pascal. Anything in particular stick out to you for, after talking to the coaches um, and a couple of players on Monday and Tuesday? I've been going back to Monday. Um, I've sort of really even going back to Saturday after the game, talking with the, you know some of the guys. I've been really interested in this conversation about introducing the rivalry. I don't know. It seemed to, I get where it comes from. You know, the, the game it's, there's been a little bit of a layoff because of COVID. Um, and, and there's, you know, a lot of guys who play for both teams who haven't never played in the game. So I get why it comes up. It's just been interesting that that conversation has had such, you know, a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of words (laughs) said about that. I don't know. It seems like a, um, sort of thing that, it's a weird thing to keep talking about <laughs> to me. Um, but I guess when you think of a robbery game, just some of the stuff that um, can, can pop up and, and given this game, you know, some of the weird things that have happened, um, you know, before the game even, you know, gets started. Um, I guess I can see why that's sort of important uh, for, 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 you know, coaches and, and media and everybody that's talking about it kind of, you know, get that out in the open and, 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 you know, sort of maybe squash some of the, some of the weird stuff ahead of time. But, but then you have, uh, you know, one of the new guys, Will Levis, uh, poking the bear a little bit, uh, you know, on Twitter right from the get go. So right after Mark Stoops's press conference ended on Monday. So, you know, you know, it seems like business as usual for this week. So explain what Levis did. Yeah, he took, he, I thought it was actually pretty funny and, and, and honestly kind of surprised that no one had done it before, uh, had, you know, he found some characters, um, you know, you know like letter characters uh, on, online somewhere that, you know, it sort of looks like an upside down L it's, it's kind of, I don't know exactly what the symbol is, but it sort of looks like an upside down L took it and changed his, his Twitter name, uh, the L's in his own name to that. And, you know, and sent out a tweet, you know, pretty, innocuous you know i'm preparing for practice this week all you know can't wait to get in a good practice and and prepare for a game and stuff but you know happened to replace all the l's in that tweet with those upside down characters as well so um clearly embracing that l's down thing that that fans and uh, and people and the team have have you know really you know latched on to um you know really for a long time but it seems like especially in the last four or five years that's picked up a lot um, within the fandom. So, you know, I think it's, and I know that's been, you know, going back to the first time that Scott Satterfield played against Kentucky, his, uh, you know, remarks after the game, he's, he seemed to kind of take issue with the L's down like the, uh, you know, sort of like Texas does with the, the horns. Um, and then Mark Stoops, you know, kind of, 
<laughs> had some interesting, uh, you know, words talking about how, uh, you know, <laughs> if you're getting offended by that, then you're, you're, you're probably not suited for this rivalry basically. Um, you know, cause you know, there's been trash cans thrown and, <laughs> and, right. and coaches, you know, grabbing each other by the, the shirt collar. And, and so, right. uh, you know, right. it, it's been, you know, it's interesting. Right. right. Uh, okay. All that stuff aside, all the outside stuff, I think a lot, the big storyline or one of the big storylines in this game is how can Kentucky, how will they deal with uh, Malik Cunningham, Louisville's quarterback, dynamic quarterback, uh, eight, he's thrown for 18 touchdowns, r- rush for 18 touchdowns. Uh, what about Kentucky? Uh, what do you think about Kentucky's defense going up against Cunningham? Are they going to be able to handle him? Are they going to be able to keep him in, in check? Uh, how do you feel the Kentucky defense is playing going into this game? So I've watched – I've not watched a lot of Louisville, you know, because they're often playing at or around the same time that Kentucky's playing, so I haven't got to see them a lot. Um, and I didn't even – I know a lot of people are really <laughs> excited about what they did against Duke and – I don't know. I've not watched a single ounce of that game because I, I kind of think that's poisonous to watch a team, you know, <laughs> like a, a, a solid team play in a game like that where because Duke's not good, right? Like I mean, it's, so it's like you know, if you it's like if you take Kentucky and watch everything they did against Vanderbilt and, and base all your opinions off that. I don't know that that's a smart thing to do. Um, so yeah, I was kind of looking at you know some other games they'd won and and in some of the games they lost and and. A, th- a common thing that jumped out to me, you know, I think Louisville's offensive line is, is pretty solid. They've got you know a couple, uh, the, you know, at least one six-year guy there, Cole Bentley, um, some s- solid players who play a lot of, of football. But um, <laughs> that pocket collapses a lot on uh, Malik Cunningham, and, and 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 to his credit, he makes some really good throws um, as it's happening. He has a lot better awareness, I think, than you know, the, the first two times that he's played against Kentucky. But if you're, I think if you're trying to, you know, I think, you know, if, I mean, I don't know. The problem is he can, you know, if he gets out of it, he can, he can do a lot of damage with his legs. But I think, you know, if you're a team that can get, you know, turn that pressure into putting him on the ground, I think that's going to be, go a long way to, to not just, you know, you know, sacking him, but, really making him feel it. This has been, you know, he's, he's a guy that's missed, um, you know, missed several snaps both times he's played against Kentucky and, um, you know, in some bigger, you know, big games this year, I think against Clemson, he missed some time. And, and it's so you, you just make him feel that. And, 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 and on one hand, you know, one, obviously you want to try to create turnovers. That's been a problem for this team, but you at least want to try to put yourself in a position to make some turnovers that way. But also, you know, if he's going to run around a lot, you know, make make those runs hurt. You know, <laughs> make the, you know, every time that he takes off, maybe he feels it in his his, his thigh. You know, maybe it, it, it's going to be cold. You know, anytime you hit the ground, it's going to feel a little bit harder than when you were hitting the ground two months ago. So I think that I think that kind of stuff um, is maybe your best bet because he's going to get his. I mean, he's going to, you know, if you look at. You know, if you throw out the first two times you played him in terms of, you know, just the results there, because I just think he's a lot better player now than those first two times that he played against Kentucky. Um, you know, you just assume that he's going to put up some numbers and, 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 and eat you up a little bit. But I think that's – I think there's some things there that you can 
capitalize on if you're Kentucky. Yeah. What about? I mean, but you to sack him, you got to catch him, <laughs> and to put a put a <laughs> put a hit on him, you got to catch him. And I know Duke is a terrible defense. I watched most of that game. I've seen Louisville play a few times this year. Um, I mean, and and fi- contain saying you know you're going to contain him is one thing. Containing him is going to be it, it's something else. Uh, what about? I mean, some people, you know, it seems to be the thing that you know Kentucky has problems with dual threat quarterbacks. Mark Stoop says everybody has problems with dual threat quarterbacks. Uh, but what, overall, how do you think the Kentucky defense is playing right now? I mean, it's okay. I mean, I think it's been the case all year that they've played all right. Um, I just think, you, and especially in terms of you know the you know teams rushing the ball. I mean, you look at a lot of their statistics, and they're you know they're they're still top twenty, top fifteen, and a lot of those. Um, statistics when it comes to teams running the ball against them but you know the past defense certainly hasn't been um what it's been you know last you know several years and 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 those guys i mean that's going to be another place this is going to be another game where they get challenged a lot um louisville has you know i don't know if they have a a a clear number one guy but they have a lot of receivers who you know went for over 400 yards and and, and multiple, you know, like, you know, 20 plus receptions. And, and, and so you look at that stuff and, you know, and, and, and those guys ability to get down the field really quick and, and for, for Malik to deliver them the ball. Um, it's, it's, you know, going to be another place where those corners are going to get tested a lot. You're going to need to, you know, to, to, you know, deal with that pressure. And, and, and that's, you know, <laughs> At this point, those guys. I mean, you, what 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 can you really do in terms of? I think what you can do in terms of you know containing the big plays is going to be really big again this week. I know, and you hear that, and I think people, you know, Kentucky fans are immediately kind of maybe revert back to the Tennessee game and think of it that way, and and what those guys do. I think the difference there is, you know, you're going to have more time to get set up. Um, you're not, you know, it's not a tempo situation here with Louisville necessarily where you're going to, um, not even have time to, to really get situated and, and, and all that. But, um, I think that's, that's a place where you just, you know, <laughs> I don't know to answer your question. I think the defense has been okay, but it's certainly not what I think UK fans have gotten accustomed to watching, um, with Stoops here. And, and I think it's, you know, it's a it's it's another big challenge in front of them, and, and you know if you look at the two biggest challenges they faced in terms of a a quarterback that could do a lot of damage, they uh, you know they 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 failed them. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, except you know, I guess you, I mean, you can't. I mean, against Tennessee, they certainly um, towards the end of the game started. Um, you know, they were still giving up a lot of uh, throws, you know, big plays, but they were able to at least keep things you know get some stops there at the end um and and again it's certainly a different team but you know you don't need a um and i think you know cunningham is much more i think he's much more of a dual threat guy than even hooker was so yeah um, no i'd agree okay what about offensively for kentucky obviously uh 56 points against new mexico state but 
turning the ball over continues to be a problem. Uh, I would think that's got to be big in a game like this where you think it might be a high-scoring game. Every possession is going to be valuable. It's almost like you're going to be kind of holding serve. We'll see. We say that, and it'll turn out to be a 10-7 or 14-10 to <laughs> game. But at this this late in the season, is there anything you can do about Chris Rodriguez's fumbles primarily? I think interceptions are going to happen. You know, you want your quarterback to take some chances, but you don't want him to be reckless with the ball. But what about, I mean, on the fumbling, is there anything that can be done at this point in the season? I mean, I'm sort of with Liam Cole, and I don't know that, the, you know, you can say anything at this point. I mean, if you're if you're a junior in, in, in college football and losing the ball the way, you know, and it's not, you know, I think, again, you know, we talked about it after the Missouri game, after you had that one punched out, you know, the play there the defender made. You know, some of the fumbles are just, it's defenders making plays, but you know, you just, you know, hold, hold the damn ball, dude. That's kind of, that's basically, I think that's the only thing you can really um, say to, to anyone that's having trouble like that. And um, yeah, I mean, that's really it. I don't know that you can uh, do anything to accommodate that um, except, you know, the, the only thing you, you know, the only other thing you can do is, you know, someone else plays, and that's not going to happen. I know, I mean, Smoke has been okay, and, and Jatom McClain is starting to emerge as, I think, someone that, you know, going forward is going to be pretty big for this offense. But, I mean, neither of those guys is Chris Rodriguez at the end of the day. So, and and, and there's no one on the roster who's like Chris Rodriguez. Um, so I think you, you know, you, you just give them the ball and, and hope. And I think that will be for this week a big, you know, I know a lot of people think it's going to be a shootout. I, I think it's certainly going to trend that way. But if you, <laughs> you know, if you're if you're one of the the UK, the the best case scenario. I mean, there there's certainly a lot of you know, and and, and worries about the UK defensive stuff. There's certainly it's, it's certainly not Louisville's not a defensive juggernaut by any means, and you know, UK's offensive line is still one of the best in the country, and that's been a a place where Kentucky's been able to really overwhelm Louisville the, the last couple of times they played. And, you know, they, they're, uh, you know, in their front seven, it's not like they have, you know, it, it's certainly, there's certainly a distinct size advantage there. Um, when you look at that. So if you, if you think you're able to protect and create those running lanes, it, it could be another game where you see a Chris Rodriguez go for, you know, a hundred, you know, maybe, you know, 150 yards and, and, and get multiple guys going. And, and then that just unlocks everything. And, and all of a sudden you're, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're Louisville and having to throw the ball around more and, and, and can't afford to maybe run as much with, with Malik Cunningham and, and all this stuff. So, so there's certainly a situation here where Kentucky sets itself up possibly um, like that again. And, and you're, you're sort of, just sailing along like you did the first few times. I don't think that'll happen. I think it'll be a more competitive game than it has been the last couple of times out there. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, Louisville's a favorite. Or at least they were. I haven't checked today. Uh, but, yeah, Louisville's favorite. Yeah, yeah they were. Game. Yeah, I was actually looking at it about 30 minutes ago. They're, it's up to uh, minus three now for Louisville. Yeah. So, Are interesting line. That? There's a lot. I am just because, you know, it's it's a – you know, Kentucky's an SEC team. It's a, they've been the better team all year. At least their you know their record's better. Um, I think it's 
interesting. You know, if you want to say like, okay, yeah, they've both basically played, you know, kind of, you know, met the expectations that where they were supposed to be. Um, you know, Louisville's played a lot of games that they've lost. You know, I think they're getting more credit for their losses than Kentucky's getting for its. I think that's kind of where most of that's coming from. Um, they, <laughs> they've lost a lot of games where they ended up, you know, their statistics look a lot better than, than their, their, the team that won Louisville, that is. Um, they had a couple games where they put up 500 yards of offense and lost, you know, one possession games. They've, they've lost on field goals in the last, you know, a minute left. They've, you know, they've, they've had some bad breaks. Um, <clears throat> so I think there's some of that playing into the line. It's obviously it's home, a home game for them. Um, I was surprised when I was looking yesterday, um, you know, there's some tickets out. They're still like, you know, as of yesterday, I should say there were, about 10,000 tickets left uh, out for this game. I, it shocked me that this, that Louisville's, you know, at least in their current facility has never had a sellout I, I, for this game or any game. I, I was just really surprised to, to learn that. I don't, they've had some really good teams and really good years. And I don't know, is there a reason? I mean, you've been around this longer than I have. Is there a well, particular I mean, reason why that? Nah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they they expanded the stadium here, what, just a few years ago. It's been expanded a couple of times since they built it, uh, you know, way back in, I think, the first game when they played Kentucky was in 98. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know the reason for that. that. That's a good question. I don't know why they haven't completely sold out, uh, especially you would think it would being in the ACC the last few years, they would have sold out. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I know. to answer your question, no, I don't know the reason for that. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. No, I, I, I mostly bring that up because I do think, I mean, the atmosphere will be pretty fun. I think for anyone that's there, oh, yeah. um, regardless of who you're cheering for, it should be a pretty good evening post the, you know, post Thanksgiving, any of the, uh, any of the, uh, Right. The liquor you weren't able to drink over the, you know, holiday, you just sneak it into the stadium or, or whatever you need to do. And right. Well, you don't need to sneak it in. They sell alcohol there. So yeah, yeah, that's They true. sell beer. I'm not sure what other alcohol they sell, but I know they sell beer there. So, so what does Kentucky have to do on Saturday, Josh? What do, what do they have to do Saturday night to, now that they're a three-point underdog, what do they have to do to pull off the upset? Well, you, you, you brought up the you – you said the T word earlier. I mean, turnover, that's going to be the – I think that's, you know, at least for Kentucky, that's going to be the, 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 the deal breaker either way. You know, I think if they're coughing up the ball or, you know, throwing picks at bad times or, or bad areas, I should say. I mean, because if you throw a pick, you know, 70 yards down the field, you're on the, your own 25-yard line, that's not so bad. It's the it's – the, 30 yard, you know, you're, you're, you know, throwing it to a guy who's ready to run it back 30 yards for a touchdown. That's the problem that's happened to Kentucky a couple of times. So I think, you know, avoiding that as much as you can, you know, not putting the ball on the ground, not, you know, and, and taking advantage of some of these situations, you know, that'll be there for, for, you know, as, as, as far as the guys, you know, I think the thing, you know, we opened the pod talking about the, guys who haven't played in this game, you know, there's going to be, you know, some nerves maybe on Saturday night that aren't there for guys, you know, at least early on the first couple of series, you know, they want to, they're maybe a little over eager to make a play or, or they're in a, 
a bad spot because they kind of, you know, lay out a little bit more of the play before and, you know, maybe they're, they're hurting a little bit more than usual. So I think, you know, taking advantage of some of those situations and, and not putting yourself in a situation where Louisville's able to take advantage of those. I think that's, that's going to be the keys. I think, you know, also, you know, just doing everything you can to make life hard on Malik Cunningham. He's going to be able to scramble. He's going to be able to do some things. He's going to have one big run or one big pass that, that makes you think what you're doing isn't, isn't effective. But I think, you know, if you stick to what you're trying to achieve with him and, and just, just, you know, putting a lot of guys in his face and, and making, I, I do think making him have to make some tough throws, it's going to be the, the, the biggest thing. Keep that pocket around him and, and don't let it, um, you know, don't let him get out as much as you can. And, and that'll, you know, that's the biggest thing. I think if he, if he's, if they trap him enough, I think Kentucky will be in really good shape, but I mean, that's obviously easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, it should be. We're glo- we're we're very happy to have the game back after not getting the Governor's Cup game last year because of the pandemic. Uh, Seven thirty start, as I said, ESPN two at Cardinal Stadium on Saturday. I think both teams have a lot of motivation going into the game. Louisville, I'm sure, remembers you know 2019, as you mentioned earlier about Scott Satterfield not being crazy about the L's down and all that stuff, and then you got Kentucky. Uh, trying to get their ninth win of the regular season, set them up to win ten games if they can win their bowl game. Uh, so I think there's you know plenty on the line, not just bragging rights uh, for both teams. Uh, Josh, I assume you'll have your um, even though it's Thanksgiving, I'm sure you'll uh, assume you'll have your uh, predictions and uh, other stuff. Anything else? Anything in particular you want to plug here before we let you go? Oh yeah, that was the I would just filed the predictions before we got on. We got. Uh, Got a big list of media predictions coming sometime. I don't know when, if that's today or later in the week. Right. We got a feature on one Dale that, that published earlier today. I think that a lot of people, you know, will like. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm, I mean, you, you know, I'm sure have stuff. Mark will have things. So yeah, we'll, uh, you know, plenty. we'll have it to have it all, have it all uh, ready to go to, to see, you, you know, Plenty to read before Saturday night in, in Louisville, Kentucky. Plenty to read and plenty to look at as you're digesting your Thanksgiving turkey uh, and getting ready for the game on Saturday. That's for sure. Follow Josh on Twitter, Josh Moore HL. Read all of his coverage uh, leading up to, during, and after the game on Kentucky.com and in the prediction of the Arrow Leader. And, Josh, happy Thanksgiving to you. And thanks, as always, for being on the podcast. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, John. I hope you, uh, hope you get every, uh, you know, Hope you can find a second stomach, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Going to need one. That's for sure. All right. Well, I'll see you Saturday, Josh. Thanks. Awesome. See you, John. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. Thanks to Cameron Teague of the Courier-Journal and Josh Moore of the Lexington Herald-Leader. We appreciate both of them being on the podcast. Follow both of them on Twitter and online. Follow the follow us online as we cover the game on Saturday night. I'll have my updates uh, post on my sidelines blog be sure and check that out check out all of our coverage leading up to the game during the game i have my takeaways after the game mark story will have his five things to know we'll have plenty of coverage after the game so be sure and check that out on kentucky.com and in the print edition of the lexton arrow leader in the days ahead we appreciate everybody who listens to these podcasts which you can find on apple spotify stitcher tuned in google podcasts and iheart radio podcasts leave us a rating and review we appreciate that as i said you can follow me on twitter at john clay iv or drop me a line 
and email jclay at herald-leader.com. Thanks again to my guests, Cameron Teague and Josh Moore. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll catch you next time on the John Clay Podcast.